Welcome to this episode of the St. Rita's Family Medicine Podcast. This is Mark Colley. Today's podcast is the second in a series of three podcasts that I recently did with some of our St. Rita's physical and occupational therapists. This podcast will focus on A-STEM therapy as well as driving evaluations, and my guest is Kim Fields. I hope you enjoy. Uh, Kim, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay. So, Kim, this is an interesting therapy that you're performing. I was able to look it up on YouTube and some others. So how would you describe what ASTEM is to family medicine providers? Okay, well, what it's really effective modality. We use instrument. It's instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization, and it can address a lot of conditions um, such as chronic tendinopathy, um, scar t- and unwanted scar tissue. What it does, it stimulates our body's response um, to uh, lay down new healthy soft tissue and resorb um, unwanted um, soft tissues or scar tissues. Yeah, and I was uh, when I was looking online, there's some interesting tools uh, mm-hmm. that you use, and it's very yeah. difficult to describe uh, what they are, but can you kind of describe the technique that you Sh- use? For sure, that? yeah. Um, the tools have um, a kind of a blunt edge, and we address uh, the entire kinetic chain of the injury. So, for example, um, with, soft, um, with uh, rotator cuff tendonitis, we'll address the whole shoulder girdle. Um, and we use the tools in the direction of the tendons and the muscles um, in very specific patterns, um, very specific strokes um, to address not only the rotator cuff tendonitis, um, but the anything, uh, any kind of fibrotic tissue, soft tissue, mm-hmm. um, muscles, tendons in that area um, that may be impacting um, dysfunctional movement. You kind of alluded to some of them already, but what are the... Cr- chronic conditions that you typically treat for this? Sure. Um, it's really effective. I have seen personally with um, Achilles tendinopathy, plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. uh, tennis elbow, rotator cuff tendinitis, all of the chronic itises um, mm-hmm. that you could think of. Um, mild carpal tunnel syndrome seen really, um, really? effective uh, treatment there. It's really good for um, troublesome scar tissue. So perhaps post-total uh, knee replacement, um, scar tissue is impacting knee flexion. Um, post-mastectomy, um, that's uh, um, if the scar tissue is impacting her range of motion at the shoulder, um, ASTEM can be really effective in improving normal movement patterns and reducing pain. Okay. So the tools essentially are helping to break down that tissue and then you're promoting healthy tissue recovery. Is that how it works essentially? Yes, that's exactly how it works. Um, and it's a relatively short course treatment Mm -hmm. Um, for most people eight to ten sessions um, I have had to see you know people longer than that um, for um, maybe more chronic cases or um, if um, you know if they're maybe perhaps a little bit heavier Mm -hmm. um, it might take a little bit longer you know Um, but um, yeah what kind of results are you seeing with this are you seeing fairly good results seen excellent results Um, um, I've seen uh, a particular um, a case of a man um, had bilateral Achilles tendinopathy. He'd been dealing it, with it for years, just dealt with it, had um, tried some um, other treatments in the past, wasn't really effective, it came back. Um, I saw him for 10 treatment sessions, um, 
and um, he had no pain, mm -hmm. really just completely resolved the case. Then I was kind of curious in my mind later, you know, will that issue or problem come back? Um, and this was, I saw him early this year, and then perhaps about a month ago, I saw him in the community, just said, hey, how you doing? You know, mm -hmm. how are things going? Um, and he said, it's completely fine. I'm doing great. You know, great. and so I really had, I've really seen some really positive results with it. Yeah, when I was looking this up online, it seemed like plantar fasciitis was one of the big things that they mentioned that this helps to treat. Have you done yes. much of that? Yes, um, I actually have um, one person currently on my caseload right now. Um, she's heavier set, um, so it's taken... Um, you know, perhaps longer than what I would normally see someone, mm -hmm. um, you know, but she told me a month ago, you know, she went hiking, um, she's increased her um, physical activity, she's um, um, seeing um, someone to also help her to lose weight, and that increase in physical mm -hmm. activity has really not only helped the plantar fasciitis condition, because it's not just the modality, it's the customized exercise program and regimen that we put with mm -hmm. the modality, um, but she's increased her quality of life. Great. And I would encourage you, if this is uh, something you're interested in, to go online because it's very tough to describe uh, through a podcast what exactly the techniques are. But I think this is a great uh, modality just from the standpoint of in primary care, we get into a lot of situations with chronic tendonitis, uh, tennis elbow, uh, plantar fasciitis, even carpal tunnel syndrome, that this might be a very effective treatment for. So, Kim, anything else that you wanted to talk about with ASTEM? Well, um, if if you'd like to uh, see more information, you can go to www.astym.com uh, slash physician information. Um, if you'd like to have some more information, or like Dr. Kali had mentioned, there are YouTube videos um, with video demonstrations of the technique. So, Kim, one last thing that you did want to touch on is that you do the driving evaluations for St. Rita's. Yes. Can you talk about what all goes into those? Sure. So um, when we look at um, a patient for returning to possible driving or um, determining their safety to drive, we look at a variety of factors. We uh, test their vision, test their visual acuity, depth perception, um, peripheral um, acuity, and... Um, um, and also how their eyes work together um, mm -hmm. to make sure that they meet state of Ohio minimum standards. Mm -hmm. We also uh, assess their cognition through standardized testing um, depending on um, the person's condition. We do uh, a short blessed test um, for someone if we suspect dementia, mm -hmm. um, um, the clock drawing test um, and uh, trail making test A and B. And studies have shown that their ability, a person's ability to uh, pass these tests mm -hmm. does directly relate to their effectiveness with driving or their safety with driving. Mm -hmm. Then we have a new driving simulator that just came this year. And then we look at the actual task of driving. So um, it is interactive. Um, we uh, test how well they're able to focus and attend, um, maintain um, driving speed. Um, we look at their ability to, um, while they're doing the task of driving, um, ability to attend to um, uh, distractions and how well they're able to manage that. Um, and then it, uh, the simulator takes them through a variety of um, environments, so mm -hmm. um, suburban driving, 
um, driving in the country through high traffic um, metro areas, um, uh, construction, um, also testing their reaction time, mm-hmm. how quickly they're able to move from the gas to the brake, if they can do it um, um, smoothly and mm-hmm. effectively and appropriately, um, if they're clearing the gas when they hit the brake, um, all those types of things. Um, and that helps us to get a, a pretty clear picture of whether they're safe to drive. So who is appropriate for that type of referral? Um, so anyone who has perhaps stopped driving for any length of time because of a medical, a medical condition, condition um, a change in their physical ability for, you know, a common example would be after a stroke mm-hmm. um, or a uh, chronic um, um, disabling disease such as Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, do see people um, to determine if they're um, still fit to drive um, if they have onset of dementia or Alzheimer's conditions. Yeah, and I've found that to be useful in that I've had several situations in which I don't feel a patient should drive, the family doesn't feel the patient should drive, the patient disagrees with both mm-hmm. of us, and this is an objective way to show them that you might not be safe to drive. It is, yeah. It, it takes, uh, I know I've had family members tell me, you know, it takes the, the pressure and also the the conflict between them mm-hmm. off of them um, mm-hmm. because it's an outside third party doing the evaluating. Mm-hmm. So the driving simulator, is it similar to what a car is where they're sitting behind the wheel, they have the gas and all that? It's a half of a car. What does it look yeah. like for the patient? Um, it looks, it, 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 it is, it, it is sitting inside a car. You're in a seat, gas pedal, brake pedal, steering wheel. Um, and then there's three monitors in front of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are from that first person point of view that they're in the car and the screens are what they see when they look out of the windshield. So what results will be reported back to us? Will it just simply say patient is safe to drive, patient is not safe to drive, or is there some uh, some results that come in between that? Right. So um, so I I do report all of the information, their vision, their cognition, mm-hmm. and then their, their demonstration performance on the simulator. If I see a very clear-cut... Um, cognitive Mm -hmm. or physical reason why they would not be safe to even go on the road anymore, then I, the bottom line is I make that recommendation. Um, if, if the, if it's unclear, if it's a little bit gray, they've done well in some areas, but maybe not so well in some other areas, Mm -hmm. then I make a recommendation to uh, do an on-road test. Mm -hmm. Um, there is an on-road referral name on the evaluation when okay. I make the recommendations so it uh, and I give that information to the person or the person's family um, so that they can do that um, themselves sure and this is an occupational therapy referral that we put in correct it is okay. it is an occupational therapy referral um, I would say the one um, diagnosis um, for billing purposes is not covered is Alzheimer's disease or dementia. Mm-hmm. It's not Medicare does not cover that diagnosis for driving evaluations. So we encourage the physicians to write um, the diagnosis of altered mental status. Alter- that okay. is, it's just a billing issue. Great. Anything else you can think of that you'd like to talk about with the driving? I don't think so. No, great. Well, thank you for joining us today. All right. Thanks.